It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After finished with today's episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, make sure you check out Peacock and Williamson, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. They give you the national perspective all around the NFL covering the latest news, insight, and moves around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, Dave Harrison and Chris Russell. Welcome to all of our returning and our new listeners. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe or follow the show, rate and review it as well. When you can't find us here, you can find Chris over the team 980, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday with Pete Medhurst and on the Odyssey app. You can also find Chris covering your Washington football team in writing for SI.com on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at LockedWFTPod. Chris, hope you had hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend. Hope you enjoyed a little bit of downtime. I know you're you're super busy covering this team, a lot more busy covering this team than I am. Uh, but hopefully, you got some downtime, and then we come into this new week, uh, first week of our shortened schedule. Yeah. So, just a reminder for everybody who might have missed it during the the, the next summer months, a you know, month and a half or so before training camp, we are going to drop down to three episodes per week. Most weeks might come in with a fourth, uh, depending on what's going on. But we do get to open this first short week, Chris, with some news uh, to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And David, I hope you had a good uh, weekend. And as we discussed on the last episode, again, uh, thank you to everyone, uh, including yourself, who uh, obviously served in our military. And uh, to those who paid the ultimate sacrifice, again, we can't say thank you uh, enough. So now that we're back at it, the news is this. We found out on Tuesday morning that former Washington football team offensive tackle, Morgan Moses had visited the New York Jets last week and is scheduled to visit the Chicago Bears on Wednesday. And while he hasn't signed and he's, according to Ian Rappaport, perhaps going to visit another team or two, I found the Bears situation to be interesting because, of course, part of the reason why Morgan Moses is no longer with the Washington football team, yes, of course, Sam Cosme from Texas, the second-round pick, but also Charles Leno Jr., who was signed to a one-year $5 million deal after he was dumped by the Bears following their drafting of Tevin Jenkins. So I don't know about you. This seems to me like a little bit of a – Oh, I don't know. Offensive tackle carousel, a little bit of a musical chairs, if you will. And the question is, is is Moses going to find a chair that was left open by Charles Leno in Chicago? Yeah, I mean, you look at the Chicago Bears and I mean, they drafted Tevin Jenkins, who a lot of people were talking about being a first round potential talent. They got him in the second round. So that's, you know, they're probably feeling pretty good about him. Uh, But then on the right side, I mean, you know, projected anyway, they've got Elijah Wilkinson who I don't know about you, but I don't know a lot about him, which typically isn't good if you're an offense tackle in the NFL if nobody really knows a whole lot about you. So bringing in a guy like Morgan Moses, a veteran leader who can help develop some of those young guys, who can at least push for that. I mean, maybe, you know, there, there's some uh, there's some, there's some advantages uh, to that, of course. I don't know what the situation was with Leno in Chicago and how they felt about him in the leadership standpoint, in the locker room, in the meeting room, 
all that. But, yeah, I mean, it just kind of goes to show you, and, and we have a conversation with Randy Mueller coming up about the offensive line that, you know, uh, there are some positions where if you get released or you get moved on, you got to worry about whether or not you're getting another job. I look kind of look at the safeties, right? If you, if you get released as a safety in today's NFL, it may be a while before you find a job, but as an offensive lineman, I mean, if you can still set kick slide and block, you're probably going to find a spot on a roster somewhere, whether that's starting or not is, is still to be determined. But if I'm Morgan Moses, I'm looking at Elijah Wilkinson, who's a young guy, you know, not not a whole lot of a whole lot of accolades about him. And I'm looking at you. I'm saying I can probably take your job in Chicago. So that might be a good spot for him. We'll see where he ends up landing. Well, and also one other note on that, Morgan, Morgan, I can't speak. I take a couple of days off and I can't speak. Uh, Morgan can play left tackle, as we saw not only at the University of Virginia and in his rookie year, but we saw for two and a half games this past year. Remember, he replaced um, uh, after Jaron Christian was replaced by Cornelius Lucas after six games. Um, and, and Christian obviously was released already and has signed on, uh, was claimed by the Houston Texans. Moses switched from right tackle to left tackle in the fourth quarter of the Detroit loss mid-November and then started for Cornelius Lucas the next two games against the Cincinnati Bengals and against the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving at left tackle. So, I mean, for the Bears potentially and for Moses, the ability to play both positions might be a factor there. Also, David, we found out on Tuesday morning uh, as we returned from the break, that Washington announced Dr. Barbara Roberts as their director of wellness and clinical services. And in layman's term, basically what she is, is a highly regarded psychologist. And we know sports psychology and mental, I guess, stability with the pressures of the NFL lifestyle, the grind, uh, coaching criticism, media criticism, uh, all sorts of different challenges is so crucial as it is for really all civilians in life, but it may be even more crucial in a high profile spot like the NFL. I think this is a good and interesting addition for the Washington football team. Yeah. I mean, mental health is a huge part of, of performance-based, you know, professions. And when you look at the national football league, kind of like you talked about, I mean, in some performance-based jobs, you can still have an off day. You can come in and kind of, you know, you didn't sleep well, or you just don't feel good, or you're just not into it that day. And you can come in and kind of have a, a drag your butt day and nothing, you know, terrible is going to happen. But in the national football league, if you come in and have one of those days, especially on game day, I mean, that could, that could derail uh, the entire, you know, momentum your team has. So you're literally coming into a situation where you need to be at your best every single day. And it's not 365 a guy. They do get a little bit of a break, uh, but you know, they, but they need that break. And I've heard a lot of people kind of complain sometimes about how much time off NFL players and, and athletes in general get off, you know, uh, during their off season period. And now they get like, you know, two to three months of vacation, you know, broken up between workouts and all that stuff. But while these guys are on vacation, like they might be, you know, in Cancun, but they're also hitting the hotel or the, you know, the resort gym to make sure that they're, they're staying in shape. They're putting in a workout that most of us would never understand. Uh, I just happen to be, you know, a certified and university of Pennsylvania trained master resiliency trainer. And I can tell you that, you know, mental health and resiliency and knowing how to balance the pressures of the outside world along with a profession or a performance-based business uh, is incredibly important. So it's good to see Washington, taking that step. And I think that more and more teams will start to do so as well. No doubt about it. Dr. Barbara Roberts, only the fourth uh, currently in the NFL to hold a position such as this one. So a good hire for the Washington football team. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. 
along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. We're brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. That's right. Whether you have an old car, new car, foreign or domestic, whatever make or model, rockauto.com is your one-stop shop for anything you might need for your car or your truck. Again, no matter what the make or model is and no matter what the part you need is. Uh, And here's the great news. You don't even have to stop there, right? Because Well, going to a web browser like rockauto.com is not really a stop. You can do it from your couch. You can do it from your recliner, your kitchen table. Hell, you can do it in bed. Whatever you need to do, just do it. Rockauto.com is where you need to go. Why go anywhere else? Why go to those big auto parts superstores that are going to pass on the big overhead cost to you and not their buddy, the mechanic down the road, who buys in bulk and buys in volume and who they give discounts to, but they're not willing to give you the discounts at Rock auto.com they're going to give you fair low pricing and everybody's going to get the same treatment across the board so again why go anywhere else and when you go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car or truck will ever need one stop rockauto.com this episode also brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. We've got basketball and hockey playoffs also ongoing. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as these teams make their runs through the playoffs. Head to the website using your mobile device or your computer. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on that's all one word l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts all right this is the locked on washington football team podcast along with david harrison i'm chris russell you can follow david at d harrison 82 the podcast at locked wft pod at locked wft pod me at russellmania 621 so we opened the show talking about morgan moses specifically and a little bit about jaron christian and that was one of the reasons why we wanted to have longtime NFL general manager and personnel executive Randy Mueller on the show. He, of course, was the former GM of the New Orleans Saints, the Miami Dolphins, also a personnel executive with the Seattle Seahawks, uh, now runs his own football advising company. And Randy was kind enough to join us to break down his criticism of Ron Rivera and the WFT letting go of both Moses and uh, Jaron Christian. Why don't you take a listen? All right, and we welcome you to the Locked on Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Nice to have you aboard with us. Hope you guys had a a good Memorial Day weekend. We have the pleasure to be joined right now by longtime and former uh, NFL general manager, Randy Mueller, who's kind enough to join us. You can check him out uh, on his own personal site, uh, which is... As we pull it up here, Mueller Football Advising. uh, And, uh, of course, that's MuellerFootball.com. And, Randy, thank you so much for joining us and giving us your insight. Really appreciate it. How are you? My pleasure. I'm doing great. Good to be with you guys. And always good to talk some football, even uh, as we approach summer. So. Absolutely. Always time for football. So one of the one of the original reasons that we had you on or wanted to have you on is I saw that you wrote a post about a week ago or so 
about the Washington football team's direction and decision to let go of Morgan Moses and Jaron Christian. And I should point out for those that haven't read it, again, people can read it and, you know, we'll, we'll put up a link for it, obviously, in the episode, is that you praised Ron Rivera for the direction that they were going in, but you also kind of, I guess, criticized, for lack of a better term, the decision and the timing for those that haven't read it, Randy, can you kind of take us behind some of your thought process? Because I know it goes back to your days in Seattle with the Seahawks organization. Sure, no doubt about it. And you're right. I love what Ron has done there. I think that the changes he's made there, the cultural uh, evolution, so to speak, of where the Redskins have been the last 15 years and where they are now is I mean, obviously, light years uh, headed in the positive direction. So I think it's great what he's done. I just found that this move was a little peculiar for me because I've always been one that I want to hang on to as many good players as I can for as long as I can. And that's the simplistic part about it. Yeah, I was brought into the league and raised by a couple offensive line guys, a Hall of Famer and Mike McCormick was our GM and, and Chuck Knox was our head coach in Seattle as an old offensive line coach. I remember them always beating into my head, hey, we're not going to trade any offensive linemen. Do not trade, do not get rid of offensive linemen. We're going to need them at some point. That's why this one was an interesting move for me. And then when you couple it with the timing, um, I just, I'm sure there's something I don't know, but I had trouble connecting the dots to make sense of this. It sounded to me like, Hey, and I've been in this role. I've been in this chair of his, as a GM. When your cap guy comes to you and said, hey, this makes sense, right? We, we have all this money this year. We're not going to be able to use it all. We can't spend it on players. Let's eat up some of that money by releasing somebody who may not make our team now so that we take the acceleration into this current year and not push any of it off into the next year. That part makes sense to me. Unfortunately, in this case, I also think there's a parallel uh, route that football – might not make this may not make sense to us on the football side just because we're going to need bodies it's a long preseason we're back to preseason games now we're kind of out of covid uh so so we don't have uh all of the safety nets that we've had in the past as well so i thought by doing this by freeing up maybe some cap money or pushing cap money in the last year they they end up releasing as you guys know the two starting tackles that they Mm -hmm. began the season with last year i thought it you know, was somewhat risky. And so that's why I wrote the piece on just, I just think at some point you're going to wish you had these guys, you're one injury away now uh, from being, you know, on, in a panic situation, looking for tackles again. And, and I think they took a strength and made it a weakness when they really didn't have to. Yeah. And Randy, something that you mentioned was kind of the play of the two players and how you didn't really think kind of warranted necessarily moving on from them the way that they did. Uh, I kind of looked when we talked about it last week after the moves were made, I kind of looked at it and said, you know, if with Jaron Christian specifically, if, if, if this coaching staff, if this personnel office doesn't feel like he's part of their future plans for, you know, whether it be work ethic or, or a football IQ standpoint or whatever yeah. it is that, like you said, we don't know on the outside here specifically, uh, that maybe it was the right move to make. And then with Morgan Moses, I kind of look at it more. Ron Rivera has really kind of preached about how much he wants competition in training camp and then bringing in some younger guys and all that stuff. And, and if it comes to a situation where Morgan loses that starting job through training camp, through the preseason, is he going to be willing to kind of take that backup role? And if they kind of already know that he's not going to be open to that, maybe moving forward, considering that this team has a bridge quarterback, get that offensive line tested, put in place, solidified before they bring in their quarterback of the future. What are your thoughts on some of those potential mentalities? Again, not that we know that those had those came into it, but the potential of that being part of the decision. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Some of that does enter in. I know they drafted a tackle very high this year. I thought in Christian's case, you're talking about a minimum salary guy who's so 
money really wasn't an issue and a guy who's had starting experience in the past. I look at him as more of a backup, a depth guy that you might be able to find a starting right tackle at some point. I mean, and he played left tackle last year. So I don't think there's a giant difference between those two spots with regard to Moses. I'm all for competition as well as I'm sure Ron is too. But my point was you're, you're, you need to kind of project where you might be. And maybe it's just, my personality, but I'm always projecting worst case scenario, right? What if we have a tackle go down? What if caused me the tackle from Texas isn't what we thought he was initially? He takes time to develop. I'm looking to cover myself in the long haul by having a few extra bodies around and let him fight it out. And if it is like you say, where, where Moses gets beat out at the end, you can always move him later. I'm not against moving him at the right time, but you can do that when, when another team maybe has an injury uh, in training camp and is looking for value somewhere, you might be able to actually get something for him. So I just think it's a little bit of a substance issue. I understand that at the end of the day, they want to free up some room for maybe Cosby to get reps or something like that. But for me, I, I would rather have the competition and hang on to him as long as I can and never move an offensive lineman unless I just vitally have to. Randy, it's it's so interesting that we have you on and the timing, because as we record this, Moses, uh, I guess, visited the Jets last week. He's going to visit the Chicago Bears uh, and maybe do like a reverse kind of replacement thing with Charles Leno. Uh, we'll touch more on, on that in a second. But I wanted to ask you from a GM's perspective and specifically with Christian, but then I guess evolving it, how a GM and a personnel evaluator does this part of an evaluation, which is that guy was not only in consistent and he admitted to me a year and a half ago that he didn't work very hard he didn't take his craft very seriously so I thought that was a pretty big knock on him but more he was always hurt too he had this mysterious knee injury in his rookie year it lasted all the offseason so much so that they had to go and get Donald Penn to replace Trent Williams Christian really didn't play much in 2019 which was a disaster then he gets the starting job here and then he's out again after six weeks and he was a little inconsistent although I agree with you I think he played better than most people did so I guess the big picture question is when you're evaluating talent evaluating a situation like this how does a GM how does a personnel evaluator take in a constant injury concern um, and, and how much do you worry about that and how much does that ultimately factor into a personnel decision well, I think it's definitely part of it for sure. And if his case, if this is the case where he is nicked all the time, maybe not practicing as much as the coaches would like, you definitely have to factor that in. I think in this case, uh, I, I guess as a GM, to answer your question, I would preach as much patience as we could. Mm-hmm. I understand the cultural change that Ron's trying to make, and he, maybe this guy doesn't isn't wired exactly like he wants, but I would sure try to preach as much patience as we can. Let's ride this thing out. Maybe this kid grows up a little bit. Maybe the injury bug is in his past. You know, I'm always kind of looking for glasses half full at this point, especially with the nature of the position. That's what I keep going back to is offensive linemen, defensive linemen. They're hard to find. It's the big difference in this league. You just got to have more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Hang on to them for value now. Maybe let's not let's weigh against the, the cultural change being complete right now if this guy doesn't have the the, the psychological makeup we're looking for. Nobody else has to know this. I, w- I would preach, let's just sit on this for right now. Let's see if something does develop. Maybe there's a market out there. Again, I just don't want to give up offensive linemen for nothing at a time when we don't really play any games until September. So right. let's just sit on this. And it's more of a timing issue for me than anything else. Understood. 
All right, so once again, that is longtime NFL GM and executive personnel executive, Randy Mueller. Uh, we appreciate him joining us. That was only part one of our conversation coming up. Uh, we will have the remainder of the conversation because Randy was so good that we have to break him up into a couple of different shows. And we want to pass along all of his insights, including his thoughts on his three former NFL teams, the Saints, the Dolphins, and the Seattle Seahawks, and more on Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Washington football team that David asked him about. All right, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. David and I tell you about our favorites all the time. Uh, David loves the mint brownie. I love the peanut butter brownie, but I'm good with uh, salted caramel. That's always fun. Uh, if you like a little fruity flavor, you can go cherry or raspberry, or if you like kind of a tropical feel, you can go with the coconut or coconut almond. So there's something really for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, uh, of Built Bar, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. That's 18 Built Bars all in one box. And the great news about Built Bar, as again, David and I tell you all the time, is they're high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, great for any diet. If you want it as a meal replacement, if you want it for a late night dessert instead of that bowl of ice cream, if you want it as a snack in between meals, Again, they are all delicious and they are so healthy for you. Soft, easy to chew and covered in 100% chocolate. So here's what we want you to do. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Back now to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast, our first episode of the week as we come out of the Memorial Day weekend. And Chris, we're going to do so uh, with a voicemail from one of our listeners asking us a question about the running back group. Hey guys, this is Andrew. I grew up in the DMV. I live up in Pittsburgh now. Love your podcast a great listen um my question for you is with regards to antonio gibson uh and the kind of running back splits we're going to see moving forward jd mckissick had i think like 110 uh targets last year antonio gibson was a wide receiver in college 
I kind of expected him to be more involved in the passing game. Do we see that changing moving forward, or is this kind of the offense we should expect to see? Thanks. Love your pod again, and uh, have a great day. Bye. All right, so, David, just real quickly, uh, here's how I'll answer that. I mean, Antonio Gibson is clearly the main man. Peyton Barber and J.D. McKissick have one year each remaining on their contract. Obviously, they brought in the kid from Buffalo, Patterson, uh, to kind of complement or provide a little bit of competition. Uh, I think he's got an excellent chance, as we've talked about, of making uh, the roster. But but here's the thing that I think you will see change some uh, this year. And, and, again, it depends on how things shake out injury-wise. I think you're going to see, and I wrote a column about this for Washington Football on SI.com over the weekend, I think you're going to see more Antonio Gibson used as a receiver type and as a guy that they spread out both into the slot and out wide. We talked about this after the OTA uh, periods last week because I saw Antonio Gibson doing uh, that at least once, maybe even twice in the short practice session. So I think you're going to see some different wrinkles. Um, I guess, you know, there's a chance that maybe a Peyton Barber doesn't make it. I think, you know, Gibson and obviously J.D. McKissick are, are, are definites uh, unless there's, you know, some sort of long-term injury or, or something. Uh, so I, I guess I could see Patterson kind of, you know, replacing Peyton Barber, uh, but he's not also not, you know, they're, they're different players. So, um, without Bryce Love and without drafting somebody, I think it's going to be much the same room that we saw last year, but it's also got to be a better room because they've got to have somebody that can be a natural ball carrier if and when Antonio Gibson gets hurt like he did in Pittsburgh early on in that win, and then he missed the next two games, and he never really was the same after that. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what this this running back room is kind of missing right now is that more traditional and effective between the tackles type of guy and look and Peyton Barber you know for what it's worth I've seen him in his career uh, be an effective between the tackles type of runner and he you know he has a tendency to fall forward Uh, he doesn't shy away from contact he commits to the hole when he sees it so he's he's a very solid option you know what I mean he's not going to blow the doors off anything he's not going to challenge you know uh, Antonio Gibson for that starting job by any means but he is a guy that can kind of bring that wrinkle in if they decide to do it but I think what a lot of people have to remember, though, too, is that Curtis Samuel actually started off as a running back at Ohio State. That's what his his natural position was supposed to be. So he's got some experience doing that. And then you go back to his Carolina days, and and there have been times where not just on your traditional end around, but they'll motion him you know, into the backfield and do some things with him in that running back role as well. Uh, I mean, you could see you know a, a formation where they line up, uh, they they move you know a guy in motion across the the line across the formation. And then they hit Adam Humphreys on a screen. And while they're doing that, that running back is coming out of the backfield uh, to become that blocker down there. And now you've confused the defense and moved some things around. I think that's really, at the end of the day, what Ron Rivera is trying to accomplish and what this team is trying to accomplish is the ability to do as many different things with the same formation as possible. And you, and you go back to some of the press conferences, Ron kind of talked about this with the defense. You know, he doesn't want a traditional free safety and a traditional strong safety. And this is where Cam Curl kind of comes into the equation because if you can have two safeties back there that if you need to shift one to to single high or shift one to coming down in the box or whatever you need to do based off the offense now you have a defense where if the offense uses motion you don't have to give away what you're doing as a defense so if you use if they use motion nobody moves most quarterbacks think okay i'm probably looking at a zone defense well then you come out you're still in man because you have the safeties and the defensive backs to be able to stay in that man coverage without shifting anybody now you have an advantage because now the quarterback as they're making their drop 
has to reevaluate what they thought they were going to see versus what they do see. And that split second of decision-making uh, hesitation can mean all, you know, all the difference in the world between Chase Young getting a pressure and getting a strip sack. Uh, so that's huge. So same thing from the offense. If you can come out four wide, but then go into, you know, a, a 12 personnel set where Curtis Samuel is all of a sudden a running back and you're, you've got Logan Thomas now in line as a blocker. He may not be the most effective blocker, but when you have them facing a whole bunch of DBs because you came out four wide, he now becomes a very effective inline blocker against a defensive back, right? So I think that's really what you see Washington trying to do is build a very versatile weapon in their offense. How they're going to establish that, I think the season and the tempo of of who kind of does best where is going to kind of determine that. Absolutely. If you want your voice to be heard, questions to be answered, your opinions to be known, we want to hear from you like we just heard from Andrew in Pittsburgh. Andrew, great question. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the good words and welcome aboard, uh, of course, right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. And again, you can be like Andrew in Pittsburgh uh, and as many of our voicemailers, since we already set up the voicemail line, have been taken advantage. Just simply call 301 615 3577. That's 301-615-3577. Or if you prefer, you can email us. It's lockedwftpod at gmail.com. That's lockedwftpod at gmail.com. Or again, simply call the voicemail line 301-615-3577. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app, where you can also listen to the Locked On Washington football team podcast and wherever you get your podcasts. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.